Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? <laughs> well, good morning to our viewers. It's another beautiful, sunny uh, morning in Miami. Um, welcome to Coffee Time. Uh, for those of you returning to see the show, welcome back. We love your support. Um, if you are new to the show, give us a thumbs up or a hands up uh, down in the comments. Uh, we welcome you as well. Um, I definitely want to encourage everyone to go ahead and subscribe or like the channel that you are using to watch us on today. Um, uh, that would, you know, we, we go on, uh, online every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Facebook, um, uh, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So please go ahead and click that like and subscribe button on the channel you are on. Um, just a quick intro today. Um, you know, my name is Marie Turosan. I'm a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant, um, an experienced uh, auditor and a CFO. Um, I've created a, a very unique methodology and a, a registered uh, valuation MT, which I use to help business owners that reach their first million to get to their next 10 million and more. Um, I want to invite you to kind of learn a little bit about this process, which I'm talking about it at Clubhouse and the Landing Big Whales uh, uh, group every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. So we've already covered through uh, five, six weeks now. So go ahead and, and follow. Uh, I'm going to put my link tree and you will be able to see uh, many of the different links and you'll be able to follow uh, me on Clubhouse and be able to see when I go, go on next Wednesday. Um, and of course, I've, I've done a couple of, uh, I've, I've written a couple of books, one of them being The Complete Guide to Business Growth, which is available for purchase on Kindle. This is a really complete way of uh, teaching a business owner how to grow their business using financial information. Um, and the other one is a, a quick ebook, A Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. And I'm also going to put the link uh, in the chat for you. You can download it. It's completely free to you. I'll give you a very high level guidance on what to do and how to how to look at your financials. Um, just a quick note as well. Tomorrow is our boot camp. If you haven't signed up, just go ahead and do that. I will put that link as well in the chat. Um, the boot camp is meant to uh, help uh, new startups and, and new business owners or those who are thinking to be entrepreneurs uh, on what to expect on, uh, you know, from a mindset standpoint, um, accounting and tax and all the financial uh, information that goes into setting up your business and how to view them. Um, and also we'll have a guest speaker to talk about uh, marketing and uh, sales. And with that, I want to introduce to you and welcome my featured guest every every session, uh, my friend and my tax colleague, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Good morning. Pedro. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, everybody. Uh, again, uh, awesome, awesome weather over here. We're enjoying it uh, in uh, good times. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA, your business and tax strategist, uh, helping you achieve your financial goals. Uh, we use uh, basically three main areas of uh, our financial lives, uh, which is uh, you know improving your cash flow, lowering your taxes, and developing uh, exit strategies in your business to help you again uh, have successful financial uh, financial goals and uh, help you achieve those financial goals in, in your life. Uh, we have uh, issued the the. The ebook on uh, real estate investor tax uh, strategies uh, we have uh, has been well received uh, has uh, 
great material there for those of you that are either already in real estate investing or or thinking about it. The good thing is that we go beyond what uh, you hear or read. Uh, most CPAs will not tell you about those things. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them are a little out of the box. Uh, like I, I tell people, I, I have no box. So some people <laughs> go beyond of what and really uh, dig in into what the text is saying and the intent uh, behind the word. So, you know, there's uh, things that you'll see there that probably most likely your CPA has not told you that you can do. It's all legal. Uh, in addition to that, uh, there's a seven day uh, 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 e-course that also will enhance uh, the information you will kind of receive on the on the ebook. And then uh, we have added a newsletter that will follow after your seven day e-course that will again continue adding financial information for those of you in the interested into into the entering the real estate uh, arena. Uh, we're continue working on our book uh, for S corporations. Again, uh, the goal is to have a book that is going to be, you know, geared towards addressing those specific issues that we as uh, entrepreneurs encounter. Questions that most uh, uh, compiled questions over the many years. And we're going to put it into a book is not to be the same technical issues that you hear about, you know, how to form an LLC, or I'm sorry, an S Corp, S Corp versus LLC. I mean, that we have already hashed out that so many times. Is <laughs> is practical uh, in in English, something that's easy to digest. Yeah, that's that's always important. You know, we don't want to sound extremely technical. We want to simplify yeah. things, and that's the reason why when we're doing these shows, we try to speak in normal english not so technical we don't give you very crazy codes or anything it's more like very high level and uh in simplified english that any any entrepreneur listening to it will be able to understand and 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 you know be able to implement um with that i want to give uh, everybody a, a quick uh re reference to some of the the episodes we've covered in the past few months we've talked about um you know different taxes tax due dates uh self-employment related uh, accounting and tax situations. We've talked about tax planning, uh, 1099s. We've talked about partnership agreements, buy-sell agreements. Um, actually, last two weeks, we talked specifically on entrepreneurship and a success mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where, where uh, Pedro mentioned that being out of the box or more like no box. And, and that's <laughs> that's really a talent, right? So we, we usually, most of us are kind of in a little bit of a box and then mm -hmm. we start opening the box and then we take off the box completely. And otherwise there's no way to grow, right? <laughs> right. Um, so today's, um, today's uh, topic is uh, very, very dear to me. It's one of my favorites. It's uh, financial analysis. And um, the way we want to approach it is, you know, uh, Pedro and, um, and to all our viewers is kind of talk about what is it, why do we do it, how do we do it, and when should we do it. So with that, I'm just going to open it up. Pedro, I'll let you take the stage first, and then I'll jump in when necessary, because this is one of my favorite topics. This is what I love to do, um, switching from being an auditor to a, uh, a controller and then working my way to CFO. This is one of the areas that I love so much because it really fit in with the operations of the business. And that's what I think most business owners that look at us as CPAs, they don't really see that because they think we are only focusing on tax side of things. Yeah. And then, but then again, there's many of us that actually really focus on the financial analysis because that's going to help us make decisions, whether 
we can survive an uncertainty, we can overcome an uncertainty. And uh, so with that, I'll, I'll open it up for you to say an overall idea of like what, you know, your point of view of why financial analysis is super important for a business. Yeah, uh, you know, financial analysis, uh, Marie, you know, you and I, you know, share uh, common, uh, uh, I think you and I agree that the financial analysis is, it has to be part of uh, of all entrepreneurs. I mean, you know, understanding the numbers. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a CPA or financial analyst uh, to, to, that's not what we're asking, is to have an understanding about Absolutely. your numbers and what drives your business. We call in drivers, that's other other names, uh, KPIs. Uh, you know what I mean? There's different <laughs> names that they go by, but basically, uh, you know, I simplify by saying the driver, what drives your business up sure. one down, you know what I mean? So, uh, but financial analysis is, is gonna be the, the this financial data that is, uh, it helps us, uh, you know, numbers don't lie. You know what I mean? So yes, basically, if absolutely. you can extract and utilize this number, this is why I emphasize that, you know, your CPAs has to be more than just simply doing your bookkeeping and your tax prep, you know, a, a transactional CPA, you know, it's somebody that can help you dive into those numbers and help you then extract from that how how uh, I can perform better, you know, better right. performance. And, and this happens in sports. You know, I mean, you look at analysis of batting averages or if, you, mm -hmm. if you're right. in, in uh, right. uh, basketball, you know, they look at all of that is is a different type of analysis. But you understand why the numbers are so important. Why yes. is it that they are digging into, you know, your, you know, how how do I perform against uh, left handed pitchers versus right handed pitchers? <laughs> right. Or why do when I, when I shoot from this side of the court, I do better. You know, all of that is analyzing all that data. So why? Because I, this is how it's going to help me improve. Absolutely. Um, in this case, the, the the athlete. But in this case, you can do the, exactly the same thing. You know, somebody like Marie or myself. Can what we do is that we extract this data, and we can tell you is, listen, you may not realize this, but the month of February tends to be your best month. Right. And then we start digging in and why that, that month tends to be historically your best, best month of the year. Right. Or the first quarter tends, you know, those kind of analysis or a certain product or mm -hmm. a certain uh, division of your business performs better than the rest. And why? Yeah, I mean, so that in, yeah. essence, in a nutshell, uh, you know, I guess in the big nutshell, the <laughs> right. analysis, uh, but that, that's basically what, you know, what entails is going beyond that the, the numbers uh, that are being presented to you, because otherwise what you're getting is what we call historical data. Not, not to say that it's not worth, uh, it's, not, it's not important, but right. realize that when you're getting right now your December 31st financial statements and now your accountant uh, is, is uh, uh, finalized, or even the January uh, financials that were just delivered to you, that's historical, that's what already happened. Right. Financial analysis, what, what is, you know, how can we utilize that data and tell you in which direction uh, we can create trends? We can tell you then, you know, listen, based on what information, taking new information from now that we're getting from inflation, the taxes, the, you know, the economy, certain factors and tell you, listen, this is what we can see happening uh, moving forward. Right. And then expanding on the example that you gave, you know, let's say, you know, historically, February is your best month. For example, you look at three years, February is the best month all the time. And then suddenly we look at this year and this February just 
completely blasted, boom. And we're like, whoa, what just happened? So the most important thing is to look at the data and see what is it telling you. It's like the data is talking to you. You just have to look at it. So, and again, like you mentioned, as a business owner, we're not saying, hey, you have to know everything, but you should be working with accountants or CPAs that are able to help do this type of analysis and sit down and explain to you what's happening in your business and how you can use that financial data to make sure you're making the right decisions. Yeah. So if something like that happened, you're going to stop. Maybe like you're wondering, okay, let's go back. Let's dig, dig, dig in. What happened? Why did the revenue drop? Did we not spend enough money on advertising? Did we hire someone new? Like what are all the different possibilities of something happened or like in this situation happening in you know the other side of the world, there's a war happening and there's gas prices going up, like we were talking earlier. And how is that is that affecting my business? Because I do deliveries, for example. Correct, correct, exactly. My cost just went up because gas prices have gone up. So all of these discussions have to happen um, quite often. So um, so with that, I want to you know bring up again, you know, and I'll give you a chance to 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 speak first. So you know. Our audience, our, our business owners may, may wonder and ask, well, how often should I do this type of analysis? How often? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how often? I will say how that, <laughs> you know, uh, there are certain analysis that should be done, uh, obviously, more frequently. Some of them, uh, at least uh, you can go, you know, semi-annual, annual, quarterlies. Uh, monthly, so you know, I will say that it depends on the size of the business, the complexity of your business. Uh, but there's a uh, the frequency is, is going to be depending on, on the size of the business. I'm, I'm going to tell you that it has to be done monthly. Some businesses will be required monthly because of the, of the size and complexity. You know, they're having, for example, if you have debt, uh, you're going to have a uh, certain exposure to certain ratios that has to be met. Uh, and depending on the line of credits that you're requesting, amount of mortgage and lines uh, loans that you have, you might have to submit monthly financials. And in sure. that case, guess what? Your analysis has to be done monthly because if you're not meeting the, that analysis of those ratios uh, on that month, mm -hmm. you better prepare a response uh, to your bank because they're going to be uh, digging into those numbers. So, it, you know, that's why it's so important that uh, you have... Uh, a, a good CPA that understands how to analyze and help you prepare response to your bank and can communicate properly with the bank in a piece in case, especially in case if you are not meeting those ratios. Yes, yes, agreed. I guess when, you know, a, a good good thing to say for those who are just starting out to at least be able to look at it on a quarterly basis to see how they're performing quarter to quarter um, and then start with annual um, and as you're growing, you know, probably second or third year, you might want to start looking at, you know, monthly trends of what's happening in your business, um, especially with during these days with a lot of uncertainty, the, the more frequently you look at it, even if it's super high level, uh, you're better off than not looking at it at all or, you know, just waiting for too long. Uh, currently, we are going through a very, very big uncertainty. Yeah. It's been continuing yeah. for now, what, two years? And, you know, you know, to, to keep a business running, you might have to go back and take a look, even if it's high level on a month to month basis. Yeah. I like looking at my numbers as often as I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we love numbers. I mean, uh, numbers are our friends and, uh, but you know, it's also the friends of those uh, successful businesses because they, they know that in those numbers is the key uh, for yeah. them to uh, 
take uh, control of their industries. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And um, let's see, are there any specific types of analysis that, that um, you like that you might want to mention? Well, depending on, again, on the industry, one, one that I think is common in most industries is your gross profit uh, ratio. Yes. Uh, you know, I think uh, that, that is a key one that to look at, uh, irrespective of your industry. I think you need to have a good handle of your gross profit ratio, uh, because based on that also, it's going to affect uh, your pricing. I mean, how can you sure. determine pricing if you have no idea what your, your, your gross profit ratio is? Uh, yes. And so, you know, why again, this is why the, the importance of all of this analysis, because especially like you're saying right, right. now with uh, everything that we're seeing, uh, the costs are going up and then now your your gross profit ratio, if you do no adjustment, you're going to see your gross profit ratio, you know, start shrinking. You right. know what I mean? Because and, and, and obviously that's going to drive into the bottom line. So your net income might be reducing or potentially getting to a net loss because the gross profit is how you pay your other expenses, the operating expenses of your office, and that's in your back office. So right. you have to have right now is a healthy gross profit. And so you might have to adjust the price yes. of your product. How much yes. are you going to increase your price? I don't know. Well, you have to look at your gross profit. I mean, you got to look historically what it has been uh, your gross profit. So gross profit ratio is one. Uh, if you're labor intensive, I like to look at labor of uh, the labor ratio uh, as a percentage right, of, right. Your, percentage of, of revenue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as a percentage yeah. of revenue, uh, just to see, you know, it doesn't make sense, especially if you have a lot of, uh, let's say, for example, contractors, especially because True. there has to be a correlation between your contractors and your revenue because the contractors, you're hiring them is to, uh, you know, for example, you take an office of a uh, therapist as an example. Sure. So you're hiring therapists as a contractor. And the idea is that, well, each one is in essence, is a revenue center for you. So yes. you have 10, uh, 10 uh, uh, therapists. So you're analyzing each one as a, in essence, a, a, a profit center. So you have Marie, you have Pedro, you have Carlos and you have Charlie. You know what I mean? That's four therapists. And you should be able to analyze the performance, how much I pay each one of them, how much right. revenue each one of them generate. And that should, in essence, give you a gross profit per uh, therapist. Per therapist, exactly. exactly. And then that, that's how you uh, determine that Marie performs better than Pedro and Carlo and Charlie. You know what I mean? Because she uh, generates better revenues. Uh, what we pay uh, Marie is a better rate. And we can potentially even give her an incentivize about providing her a bonus because of her performance and on, 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 on. So what I, I like to look in, in those cases is the contract labor as a percentage of revenues, because then that, that tells you it has to uh, maintain a healthy balance between those and that number. Yes. And I love that you brought that example, because that's one of my favorites, too, because I, I do it in, in, in our firm as well. And I'm sure you do it, too, for yourself. And um, I've, I've seen people that leave salaries or contractors as an operating expense versus actually coding it as a cost of, you oh, know, sale. Yeah. And then they don't, they don't really analyze the return on investment on, right. you know, because at the end of the day, hiring a contractor is an investment to your it's business, exactly. investing in that contractor to generate, you know, revenues for you. So for example, in, in, in the, therapist right you know you're comparing five therapists and you see that one person is working 10 hours because 
this person is really uh, attracting clients to that to them and they're the mm -hmm. ones working the hours and generating revenue the other ones are not there's there, you know there's something off now from there as a business owner you can also you know analyze let's say okay what is this this specific contractor doing now we're becoming a non-financial data what is this person doing that is different and it's attracting more clients versus the other four and what can we right, teach right. them right? now it's becoming a very different kind of decision you can extract just from doing that type of an analysis so it's not just like a financial uh, you know maybe you might start with that but the type of decisions you can make uh from that one uh analysis uh, yeah. that visual analysis can impact your business in such a big way so imagine then you turn the other three or four to mm -hmm. someone like the first one right, and now right. you are booming so you just have to figure out how to use those uh analytics to to make the right decision so right. i love that example but you know it is it, how can you make those decisions without the numbers this is the part that you're pricing yeah i mean because it, you know and we experienced that when the the COVID, for example yeah. where a lot of businesses were forced uh, to shrink their business operations out of the the scenario that i just gave you imagine a, a therapist's office which of the four are you going to lay off or, uh, you know, yeah, lay off? Which one of the four are you going to lay off if you don't know which one performs better? You exactly. know what I mean? Uh, a, a ratio that also I, I like to use in cases of those uh, like therapists and things like that is, uh, or officers that have a more like a medical type of industry, sure. is uh, uh, patient, uh, a ratio of a number of patients per uh, contractor. Per contract, but, yes. Yeah, you know I mean, not only the the revenue that they generate, but how many patients. And sometimes what happens and why one performs better. Maybe you're paying more to one contractor, but when you look at the analysis of revenue, it's better. And the reason is it is more experienced. It, it sees or attains more patients per hour than exactly. the, the other therapist. Meaning that the other yes. therapist is taking longer. The transition from one patient to another is takes longer. Uh, and so, therefore, when you analyze, you have to look at different factors. It cannot be just simply, well, let me look at uh, Marie as a, as a uh, how much I pay her. Well, because I'm paying her less. Yes, in that sense, the labor ratio is going to look good. But when you look analyze Marie as a number of patients that she's uh, right. observing, and and then you look at Carlos, maybe Carlos better to keep because Carlos, even though I pay her, pay him a little higher rate. Right. But he he's he's turning this so fast. Exactly. I'm generating more revenue with him. Right, right. So, that, this is great. This is a very good example too, Pedro. I like that. Yeah. So there's different analysis that has to be done, and this is why again uh, that the analysis, why financial analysis is so important, especially in in moments of uncertainty. The thing is, when the when the economy is good, uh, money is flowing. People do not get concerned, and that's that is sure. unfortunate because it should not be that way. It should always exactly. be done, but I know that in the last uh, three years since uh, the COVID, yes. uh, uh, you know, 20, 2020, 2021, and I'm looking now 2022, uh, uh, starting the same pattern of you know concern, <laughs> inflation, the tax rates, and all of that is incentivizing people to dig in. But it should be done at all times. But in any case. Uh, you have to be looking at these numbers and dig in. You cannot be just so superficial. Yes, the gross profit ratio should be one to be done. Uh, your labor ratio should be done, but you can see you should be able to dive in a little more because if you have to make some decisions, or for example, you're analyzing a, a potential purchase of another business, 
you have to be able to analyze those numbers because yes i can look at the revenue wow great business as far as revenues but it might be that there's some some information there that you may have to make some adjustments and the only way to do that is through financial analysis yes yes definitely uh it, it will affect valuation as well like you said uh when purchasing a business because imagine <clears throat> one of the the things that people may not look at is in case of let's say having contractors doing the work is that our contractors getting changed constantly and so if someone is wanting to buy the business yeah. and you don't have any contractor or anyone around long enough and there's no process there they're going to have a little bit of a hard time because they're going to, well, if as soon as, as soon as I purchase this business, some of these will just disappear on me. I'm just going to lose money <laughs> until I replace them. So those are the type of decisions that they would make too when, when purchasing uh, a business. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yes, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. So, um, you know, these are uh, different uh, types of uh, analytics. This is just, for, we, we went off of just one or two uh, ratios here. Um, and then we can go into more expansion. For example, if you want to create a trend analysis for your business, you can pull out, let's say, two years or three years of monthly data and then see how revenue is, is uh going upwards see if there's a growth pattern um if not if there's an up and down then you would wonder and see if it's uh, uh seasonality happening you know these are the different types of ways that you can run reports mm -hmm. granted that the reports have accurate data right exactly that, that and i have said this many times yes if you have that one <laughs> Yeah, the accounting in, in, in here now you see that why the accounting is so important yeah. because if the, if the numbers are are not accurate, then you can see the danger because you're going to do the, all this analysis and arrive to the wrong conclusion. Exactly. So why the, 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 the core of all of this is solid, very solid uh, bookkeeping and, and, uh, and why you need to invest in a good accountant because that's going to be the key to do financial analysis, tax planning. You know, you're going to from there, if, you know, all of this different uh, uh, analysis will be done. And if you don't have reliable numbers, you can see the danger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For example, <clears throat> taking from the example we worked on earlier, say we're looking at two years of data and mm -hmm. say you have different people working on your books and then the last two years your contractors were sitting in the operating and now your new new accountant put this this year where it should be which should be cost of revenue and then now we're looking at gross profit and it's just way off way off yeah, so yeah. now you have yeah, to yeah. make some corrections now your gross profit is not making sense Correct. um and imagine an investor is looking at it and they're like uh what just happened so it just happened here yes wrong here yes <laughs> and, and your investor and if they're very uh like i've worked with an investor that's super knowledgeable and she looks at the financial numbers and the gross you know uh, uh and the percentages yeah and she, she'll be like something is off here uh, um there's just they're, they're not making sense yeah. So they may not be the accountants going into the details, but they know something is off. They're going to have to rely on a, a good accountant to explain or at least go in and dig in and clean up. And that's kind of what I was hired to do back uh, when I first started as a consultant. And it was, you know, it was truly a lot of digging to fix a lot of issues like that because they were miscoded in different areas. And um, and then sometimes, you know, the gross profit margin is just not it because pricing is not right. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, that's the type of, you know, trends that we can kind of expand uh, year over year and then and take a look at what is happening. And uh, it, it could be super exciting. I get super excited when I'm doing financial analysis. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just that there's a lot of good information there. It's, it's unfortunate that, that people take uh, the the monthly, quarterly financial statements, uh, the annual, and they, they put them on a shelf. And they yeah. do nothing with that. That to me is a crime because you know you you you, you, you know it's it's a crime, Marie, because there is there is the key to your success. I mean, it's a, you yes. know that is historical data, but you can extract information from that that can help you now today. Okay, how do we move forward? Here we are, uh, March tenth, yeah, and yeah. we how are we gonna close this this quarter? You know what I mean? Exactly. How can we close? Well, let's look at the prior uh, quarters of uh, 2020, 21, and uh, 2019. Let's see how we have performed. Right. But to expand on something that you mentioned, trend analysis is another one that I agree with you. The trend analysis is is a, one of those basic ones that has to be done. Yes. Irrespective of the business, trend analysis. Now, depending on the industry, I will go a little deeper, and that is... Uh, Analyzing, you know, like you said, the, the year to year, month to month, sure. analyzing, you know, periods that can help you. For example, first quarter of the last, let's say, five years. So you're going to be closing 2020-22. Let's look at 21, 2020, 2019, 2018. Let's see how we have performed first quarter of all the all those years. But then in, in addition to that, depending on the serve, you can go to services or products. You know what I mean? That you have how trend analysis, right. but now even deeper and that is instead of just revenues i'm going to look at the the different uh, uh line items of my revenues you know if in the Absolutely. case of uh, uh let's say a, a medical office you have maybe certain li uh, lines of, of of services that you provide if you mm -hmm. are uh, you know in the case of accountants i mean you know cpas we might have taxes accounting consulting you know and you can even go more deeper than that but for at least as a basic i mean you can get an right. idea that i can look at you know most of my revenue come from taxes so if i have to make a decision about either do i you know and, and this will be an analysis for all business and maybe uh, you're dedicating resources to a side of, of your business that is not generating uh the revenues i mean when you analyze and you should have p l's by at least uh services yes you yes. know what i mean and yeah. i know that most businesses don't do it but you know for example if, if you're in construction and you have uh let's say uh a residential let's say you do residential mm -hmm. and commercial well you should have right. a, a pnl of residential and one of commercial yes. because then yeah. it may be that you're investing too much resources into the uh residential uh construction but you're losing money there right is, is really right. where you're losing money. So if I divert my resources into commercial, where I, I do make, uh, let's say, 80% of my revenues come from commercial, it's, it's my profitable side of my business. All of that analysis is going to help you make decisions. I'm not saying that you need to now discard the residential, but right. at least you are aware, listen, where you really what it is sustaining this company is your commercial uh, division. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is this is excellent. These are really great examples of, uh, you know, how business owners can uh, create profit and loss statements by their uh, uh, revenues, you know, yeah. um, and then analyze how they're performing and make a decision. And same like when you said uh, other services or products, you might want to dig in and see which products are actually uh, performing better. And then you might even take a look at, for example, if you're looking year over year or multiple years and comparing this year based on your numbers, you might say, well, 
two years ago, the first quarter was great. What, what, what made it great? Let's see which products we sold. And maybe yeah. there was a product you didn't carry anymore. And that was a very profitable product. So you might want to bring it back or maybe there's a similarity that you want to introduce again. So these are types of decisions you can make. But unless you are looking at the financials and the data that's behind it, you are losing opportunity to, to mm -hmm. really grow your business. Sure. And this is where um, success mindset comes in, which most business owners feel like, OK, I got to put money in advertising, marketing. And OK, that's all well and good. But your financial data are the only things that are going to tell you what your next step should be. You can try to sell all day long, but if you don't know what your numbers, what your costs are, and what are the profit drivers, you're not going to be able to set a a, a, a successful Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just guessing. Yeah. I mean, you're going yeah. out there shooting, like we say, shooting in the dark. Let's see what what happens. It, it, that, that's a reality. You're going you're going blind. You're going at shooting in the dark, whatever you want to call it. But basically, that's what's happening. You're guessing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going out there and all of a sudden, you say, Marie, I decided to get rid of Division A. Why? why? You know I mean, how? <laughs> how is it possible? Based on what? <laughs> what data gave you that? No, well, I felt. No. Then it's, it's all about feelings in, in business. It's yes. not feelings. It's not. It's facts. <laughs> And then, so that's how the successful businesses uh, are happen. That's how you run a successful business. Not on feelings, it's on facts. And then that, that based on that, you make decisions. And, and yes, yeah, sometimes you're gonna make tough decisions, letting go of clients, letting go of divisions, uh, right. merging, uh, all of the acquisitions, it based on facts and numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and here we are, and that's why we do a lot of these sessions. And I know we are we have already gone through the thirty minute mark, which we do want to be very cognizant of our audience's time. Business owners are very busy, yeah. and uh, we hope that this little uh, segment really helped you out understand why financial analysis is so important. And I know we didn't even touch on some of other areas that yeah. we talk yeah. about. <laughs> financial analysis is really huge by the way yeah. um we can go into you know five probably five six uh, segment series uh you know episodes of it but uh but i do want to leave you with you know uh, what i always leave you with is that uh we you know um uh jim ron says you are the sum of uh, the five people you surround yourself with. And we hope that we are the two of the five that you are surrounding yourself with as a business owner to grow your business. So with that, I want to say thank you so much for your time. And thank you for joining us this morning. And we hope to see you next uh, Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, be successful, be great. And we'll see you next week. Okay, take care.